Your whole life together with Growing Healing. All right, so welcome to another episode of Growing, growing Healing. healing. So ratchet. <laughs> hey, she just naturally gets louder. She don't say the shit. You be having all that. not going to say the full title, sis. You be having all that energy to not even say shit. Scary. Right. Y'all can easily. Y'all know I'm going to stop. Just throw it. Just throw it in there. <laughs> anyway so yeah welcome back y'all um we have a couple topics today one of our namesakes honestly um the growing healing and shit we're gonna be talking about wounds and um we're going to identify the wounds we're gonna find out first of all we're gonna find out if we even have wounds in the first place and if we do how to identify them are we running away from them and have we even handled and healed our wounds before we enter into a relationship? We have wounds. I feel like everybody has wounds, whether it's whether we know we it or not. Like nobody do. has had, nobody has had in a perfect upbringing. Nobody has a perfect life, so it's like it's one of those things where it's like, do you realize that this is a wound for you? You know what I mean? Like the things that are triggering you. I think, excuse me, I sent a post to y'all yesterday. It was like the things that trigger you are wounds that are absolutely. Not and so it's like people aren't reflective enough to know like, oh, I'm, I am, like I know somebody who gets triggered when some, when people over compliment her. Really? Like, Ooh, that's a wound wow. for you. Yes, because she's not, because she's not used to Oh, it. I get that. And it's a self and it's a self-esteem thing, right? It's like I don't feel that about myself. So it bothers me when somebody overly tells me something that I already don't believe about hmm. myself. And then it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I think you're lying because I'm not used to it. I didn't get it growing up. You know what I mean? Like all of these other things that when a guy or like you're dating and guys comp- consistently compliment you it's like one of those things like okay stop like it just makes yeah, her uncomfortable okay, yeah I kind of get that yeah triggered. yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm kind of like that too low-key so I definitely understand that especially and it's people. crazy for me it only comes from when guys do it it's you know if a girl compliments me I'm gonna eat it up you know I'm gonna compliment her back yes! but when a man does it it's like hold on now hold on it's you so weird, but wait, what is your actual <laughs> emotional reaction? Because when women do it, I get so boosted because you know that yeah. really counts. It's I, like you yeah. really know that they mean it. Yeah, and I and I feel good about it. Like I believe it coming from a woman, but from a man, I've just been conditioned and to just not really believe what they're saying. I kind of feel like they're overcompensating mm. for the fact that they may not even really fuck with me like that. So mm. they're just throwing out all these compliments just so I eat it up. What? To hide the fact that they don't really fuck with me like that. But pause, because like, so you, so, but when do you actually receive a compliment though? Like, when does that actually happen? At any time, I can receive a compliment from anyone at any time. But it's just when a man—that's what I'm talking that's about. That's not related to me. When a man that's not my family, someone that I'm trying to pursue romantically, when he kind of like 
layers it on like extra to extra thick okay that's when I get suspicious but like just a regular compliment like oh you're so pretty I'll be like oh thank you you know but gotcha. when it's like too too I can't even say it's too much because in my head it's too much but mm-hmm. in his head maybe he's being nice but I perceive it as he's overcompensating right so what's too much too much would be compliment a I receive it I accept it compliment b compliment c compliment d like all back to back to back like that okay but yeah what you doing? so if you're on a date and a guy consistently compliments you throughout the date is that too much honestly a little bit but that's just my insecurity talking the right because the rational side of me knows that these are compliments the fact is he gave me a compliment. It doesn't matter what the motive is. The fact is the compliment was there. So my insecurity will say, oh, no, it's something wrong now because he's doing too much. Hmm. Okay. Well, freaking, just because I want to get my little opinion on the topic itself. Go ahead. Um, I just feel like that in regards of us knowing if we have wounds, a lot of people don't feel like they even have wounds based off of the fact that, like, people, society teaches us that, like, you know who you are kind of really young, and then you just grow up and say, like, oh, well, this is my personality. Like, this is how I've always been. This is how I'm always going to be. You can either accept it or keep it moving. So it's, like, really hard for a lot of people to identify because they really feel like their wounds are their identity. And so they make the excuses for how they respond to certain stuff and say, like, well, I've always been like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, like for me, I've, I don't – because I feel like when you're at work, you kind of put on a mask anyway. When you're in public, you kind of put on a mask. When you're with your friends – you're kind of on your best behavior because when you're coming to your friends, it's like high energy. You're excited to update. They're kind of very beneficial to you. So it's usually nothing too crazy happening anyway. But I feel like within your relationships is when you feel safe. Like I heard something like, um, I always kind of reference this, like um, a relationship gives you the space. Um, the light to make you basically blossom and in blossoming it's like the good and the bad come up because it feels you're mm, you feel safe enough to let whatever's in you out but it's up to the partner to really help you move through that but it's also up to you to realize that it's coming up and that you need to identify it so a lot of people are in relationships and like the partner's triggering them and they're like acting like a child Hmm. and it's like the partner's like what are you doing like you know what I'm saying like they kind of if it's a man they'll probably like leave and you know what I'm saying back off and if it's like a woman she probably feels like you know she internalizes that um, or whatever coming from her man and she feels like she needs to do better change or whatever like that so it's kind of hard with both partners but it's kind of like when you start realizing that you're sabotaging or you claim to love someone, but you treat them like trash, because that's really what it is. Like, your wounds cause you to not be your best self. Right. Like, you're doing things that you wouldn't normally do, and then you blame the partner because you feel like, well, when I'm at work, I'm good. When I'm walking in public, I'm good. Mm. When I'm at home, I'm good. When I'm with my friends, I'm good. So why the heck am I not good with you? It must be you. 
So it's like really hard for people to identify because it's so easy to blame the only person who brings it out of you. It is. It is. So back up a little bit to what you were saying about how your partner is kind of supposed to help you with the wounds or or something like that you said. I don't agree with that. I I don't don't either. So what what did you mean by that, though? Okay, so I mean that a lot of times, okay, so we... We look at partners as our safe place, the person who can love us unconditionally. You know what I'm saying? We might have been through some things, had some trash partners, had trash family, whatever is going on in life. Or even if we just want that kind of love, because that's what we've been expecting our whole lives. We go to our partner and we're just like, oh, my God, I love you so much. Love me so much. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, because there's always a borderline of like a love and hate with your partners and your parents. The only people who can make us feel that trigger to the extremity that we almost feel like we hate that person. You know what I'm saying? Because you ever heard like you ever heard of like love and hate is like you're walking on the same line type of thing so it's like sometimes you get so mad at your the person that you love that you almost feel like you want to like slash them or something you know what i'm saying so it's like the partner is also a tool it's also a beacon to bring that out of you your partner can be your mirror and if your partner has the capacity to show you like look at what you're doing this is not from me or like I understand that you're bringing this out I love you so much and I don't want us to go in that direction it depends on if the partner has the awareness the unconditional love and the capacity to deal with your wounds coming out but a Ooh, lot of men don't. That's uh yeah, that's asking a whole lot out of a it's, partner. And that's honestly why a lot of relationships don't be working for real, because that's you asking not you both of them be wounded. But exactly, but they're both asking a lot out of the other person. They're both asking for the work that they need to be doing internally. They're asking that from the other person. I right, feel but, like I feel uh, like it's it's and maybe it's because of my it's because you know all of us have different relationships whether it was you know with men or significant other or with friends that I feel like it would be reversed like when I'm with my friends I'm not together you know what I mean like that's like I I put on a front when I'm dating and when I'm in a relationship compared to when I'm with my friends so that the thing that you would be expecting from a partner I would expect from my friends right uh and that would be a more open and vulnerable situation because it's like look you're you know what I mean like to me your friends are supposed to be that you know what I right. mean like your friends are supposed to be the person that's gonna be there if they're your real friend like they're gonna be there and ride for you and tell you when you're wrong and if you can't accept it then that's when it gets a little ruffled but if you can accept the truth and work on yourself then that friendship will blossom as far as for a partner that's that unconditional love that is a toxic yes uh, expectancy from a mm-hmm. partner yes because you can't expect a partner to stay while you deal with your shit and they also have to deal with their own shit that's mm-hmm. why like uh i love this quote that will smith was like you have to be happy by yourself before you can expect mm-hmm. to be happy with your partner. Like you and your partner need to do, you know, the work on your own. Really and that's do. why like with, with him and Jada, like they're on their own journey, doing their own thing, but they still love each other, but they have to be happy by themselves before they can be happy together. And so it's like with your parents, like, yes, your parents are going to love you regardless, 
I don't feel like your partner is supposed to have that same type of love for you. Because Hell no. It, 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 can, it, can, it can become toxic. And that type of ride or die is the, type of, is the type of shit that, you know, our parents and our grandparents stayed and dealt with. And, you know, they weren't happy. So it's nope. like after, after a certain point, you have to be able to heal yourself and know that it's your own job. Like, yes, your partner can stay and ride with you if it's your partner's decision. They are not obligated to stay and ride with you while you work through you, while you work through your wounds because they have their own shit that they may need to work with, and maybe you healing your wounds can trigger their wounds. You know what I mean? And it's like it you can't expect all of that from one person, and that's why you have to have friends and hobbies and all that type of shit to help you work on your wounds because you can't expect uh, all of that love and support from one person. It's just not emotionally healthy. It's but question, life. so when you're in your friendships, are you, like, do you, okay, so do you get more triggers from being around men or with men or your friends? Because I know for you, men aren't safe. So for you, friends are safe. Where right. For a lot of women, men are safe and friends aren't as safe, but they can be safe. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me personally, you know, with y'all, or whatever like that for example I'm not going to yeah I might need a vent I might need to tell you about I'm coming to you with with what I already experienced you know what I'm saying I'm coming to you with my problems possibly or I'm coming to you with my excitement about something like you're the last person out of the day that I'm coming to stuff with but I've already been triggered you know what I'm saying so it's like the environment is triggering me, but you guys are the safe place to where I can express. Whereas my relationship is the place where I'm being triggered that mirrors me. It's mirroring me to even see a trigger. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to find a trigger with y'all. Like I may experience some discomfort once in a blue moon, but that's not to the degree and to the extremity to where it's obvious to me. Like, it doesn't give me any awareness is what I'm saying. So for you, do you feel triggered from friends to where you can grow that way? Where do you personally find your own triggers? Because I, I go ahead. I feel like I, I feel like I can be triggered in all parts of my life. I don't feel like triggered being triggered has to only come from people who are close to me um, because like y'all know about my work situation right that's a trigger you know what I mean yeah, so it's like yeah, it we can't sit here and say that triggers can only come from people who are close to you I feel like the universe is going to bring triggers to you on shit that you need to work on period so yeah. whether it whether it's your husband or your best friend or a fucking stranger on the street you know what I mean like it could be it could come from anybody and I feel like my triggers like the thing that at the time that I where I'm at in my life and the trick and the things that I need to work on which which are boundaries that can come from anybody you know yeah. what i mean and that has to be something Ooh. for Thea to work on so it depends not. on the area that you that you that depends you, on the wound right it depends on the wound so so with yeah. that, and that's that's another thing i was going to say like yes your trigger could be your husband but it could also be your sister and they can trigger you in the same way you know what i mean or it could be a stranger you know what i mean it doesn't it depends on it depends on what your wound is and what you're working on and what you need to be working on that will reflect the trigger that reflects the wound but so you it's know like the, it all it's all kind of tied together for me the reason that it's not extreme is because you can create so me naturally if I have an issue with family I move away 
if a stranger doesn't bother me if it's at work I already disconnect so it's kind of like with a relationship this is something that I'm constantly in you know what I'm saying I'm constantly associated associated with all the time so therefore it's kind of like this is something that I want but also this is not the way that I want it to be therefore this is a war that I have to figure out in order to keep it so that's the only reason for me it would be different and I get exactly what you mean because I have been triggered in different ways but I also don't choose to resolve it because the boundaries that I put up allow it not to bother me but that's not that's toxic you get that right no I really don't so you're basically saying that you you see the triggers you identify the triggers but you're disconnecting from how it's making you feel and the work you need to do and you're only allowing people who are close to you even if it's people close to you because you just said if it's family you'll move away so your response is to always go away from that uncomfortability of what the trigger of what the trigger what the wound is triggering and every time you get triggered, instead of understanding why you're triggered, you run away from it. Mm. Yes. And it's also, that's also the same reason why she doesn't watch the news. Like her logic right. around not <laughs> right. wanting to hear anything bad is also the same logic she applies to this. So, yeah, I understand that for her. Right. But also, you know what? You might, you're hitting something. It is toxic in a way, but my toxic was extreme before. So it's like for me before, I'm cutting people off. Whereas for me now, I'm moving away from it so that I don't have to do that because I realize. But they're the I, same. It's the same thing, Asia. <laughs> no, no, no. It's do you not mean the same thing. thing. Okay. So do you mean you're, moving you're, away as distancing yourself? Yes. 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 I'm. I'm not distancing myself and saying, oh, well, we not, we're not going to be friends. Or I'm saying I give myself the space to be like to sit in that and say, OK, well, I took something personal. Whatever it was, I take the space to actually figure that out rather than cutting someone off, which is what I did to avoid or disconnect in that manner. So for me, I was triggered to a point that I needed them to go away so that I didn't deal with my discomfort, which is now I can deal with my discomfort and I can give myself space to not be in that area to where I get irrational or, you know what I'm saying? I allow that trigger to overwhelm me is what I'm saying. So when you give yourself that space, whoever triggered you, are you still talking to them? Yes, they're not cut off. That's what I'm saying. So for me, that was my that was my experience. My cutting people off, cutting people out of my life was me truly avoiding triggers because I wasn't healing myself, which is why I never knew that I had triggers until until my relationship where I couldn't cut him off like I did everybody else. You could. You just didn't want to. Exactly. <clears throat> but that exactly. also helped you identify your triggers. So exactly. Right. So yeah. people were disposable until you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Man was another level. You know what I'm saying. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for me, the way that I identified my wounds was, I would get depressed, and it would kind of mm. feel like it was out of nowhere, but it wasn't. And mm. it was attached to certain events that would happen. But looking back, I know it wasn't the event. Now it was the way I was handling it or it was the way that I was dealing with 
the person or the people. Um, and kind of for me, like the final straw was when I realized that I really, really needed to just take some time and identify them was when a friend of mine basically told me like, yo, you need to like work on this, like period. Cause the way you're, cause he said he, he was like the way that you're talking to me right now, it's not, it's unwarranted. Like I didn't do anything to you. I said one thing and it like set you off out of nowhere. And so I looked back through the text messages and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I did kind of, it, it, it was kind of like a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let me just step all the way back and like fix these wounds because I don't want to lose another friendship based on my own reactions. Right. To what someone said. It wasn't even it wasn't even bad. It was like, yeah, we were texting, but I misinterpreted the text messages a certain way. To where he was like, yo, like, this shit is, like, for real unacceptable. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're a child in a sense. It's like the little girl in you, it's like when you experience those triggers, your reactions come out like a toddler. Because it was. It was the little kid in me. It was the little girl in me that was tired of being abandoned. And so I, I, I I I was trying to work two steps ahead of him. So hmm. I what is that what does that mean? So what he said, I was like the the alarm in my head went off like okay, the next thing he's about to say will lead to me feeling abandoned. So mm. I kind of hopped in front of it to try to avoid it when that wasn't where the conversation was about to go at all. Mm. So now I'm looking stupid because I'm two steps ahead of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying because, because of my feelings. Yeah, and like then that kind of like put a rift in our friendship when it didn't even need to be there. When had someone with no, you know, with no wounds, someone with no wounds would have just been like, oh, "Okay, well, what did you mean by that?" But my wounds made me feel like, "Nope, I got to go into defense mode now." Mm. You just rem- you just uh, made me think about how a lot of people are emotional and sensitive and they kind of normalize that when it goes to the extremity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just an emotional person. I'm just sensitive, so you better watch it. You know what I'm saying? So it helps us to not identify what we've been carrying as well because we've identified with being an emotional person and we feel like our emotions can go in different ranges and you better hope that you don't set that off. But there's a difference between being emotional and reactional. Right. I'm, yeah, people I'm, don't get the difference. They don't understand the difference. Like, yes, right. I, I know I'm emotional, but when I'm reactional is when I'm just completely going based off of that defense mode. My reaction comes from, my extreme reaction comes from trying to defend myself before an attack even happens. Hmm. Whereas me being emotional is just allowing myself to feel certain things. So mm-hmm. emotional... I think it's a good thing, honestly. But yeah. reactional is a negative thing because now you're reacting based off of shit that isn't that hasn't even happened yet. And that makes you a slave. Like the reactional 
being reactional makes you a slave. Like when I literally learned like being reactive versus being responsive, like I literally didn't know a difference. Like I literally felt like I could not help if somebody tried me. Like if you tried me, you're gonna really feel my wrath. And right. I was really proud of that junk. Like, oh right. well, you about to get this and this something gonna happen, you gonna hurt. Like you shouldn't have did this, like you know what I'm saying? So it's like when I actually understood that that was making me a slave as well, because men, men are using that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're using that to control you anyway. So when I realized that I was being controlled, because like I said, I would feel one day and the next day feel completely different and be like, well, you know what? I did make that decision then. Maybe I should stick with that, even though I feel. Right. <laughs> but then when you want to change your mind, the next day you got to go on a whole apology tour when it's like, but it, had you and just I, sat and bit your tongue for a split second and like thought about why you and that's the crazy like thing because that's all it takes it that's takes a it second takes. to be reflective like damn why do I feel this way yeah like why am I so triggered but instead but, you know what I mean and it's like I know like when you got to go back and apologize it I mean the the damage is already done at that right. point right it is but even in doing that like a lot of people use like that's when the ego comes into play a lot of people don't hold themselves accountable to that like you know they i meant what i said but you know i'm saying i'm over it today so we can move on like right they just kind of let things go or they let their pride get in the way so a lot of people are making decisions off of temporary emotions because they they the extremity feels so painful to them they're irrational. They're blacked out. Whatever whatever happens, they didn't mean to do it, but they felt justified enough to do it. So it's kind of like, yeah, like just learning the differences and realizing there's more power in being responsive versus reactive. Because a lot of people think it's power in being reactive, which is why they continue to do it. Right. And they think it makes them look so big and bad. It's like, it no, my girl, you have so so much fucking healing to do is not even funny like people don't realize that's a fight response like especially when me back in the day what you gonna know i'm about to beat somebody up so it's kind of like it's a threat it's a threat like oh you don't want me to go there you don't know my life like right really like feel like people can't fight you know what i'm saying so it's just kind of like a powerful feeling for a lot of people and they also feel like they're you a lot of people use anger as a power move. Like, you know what I'm saying? And Definitely. it's comfortable. Yeah. It feel, makes them feel like they're in control. So. So the, do you guys even like know how to heal your wounds? Because I'm personally still in at the beginning of my journey. And how are you doing your own? I feel like I'm doing good. I mean, I haven't had a depressive episode since at least last year. And um, I've been doing, I've been perfectly fine with being alone and just pouring into myself. Um, So, I mean, I guess that is part of the healing, the wounds. I don't know if there was anything, you know, outside of like therapy and like actually, you know, doing the work and being alone and not focusing on men for a while. I don't know if there was anything else that I needed to be doing, but so far what I'm doing is working. And so you're saying that for you to care for your own wounds was you needed to take a step back from men, that you had to date yourself, um, that you had to go to therapy, basically. Definitely had to go to therapy first. Like, gotcha. Right. What about you, T? Um, I think that 
I'm still working on my uh, wounds. Well, one of them, um, which is boundaries. Um, and speaking up for myself and knowing that, you know, how I feel is valid. Um, that is, I feel like, always going to work be a work in progress for me because I've been doing it for so long. Um, it's going to be like a daily exercise, kind of like working out. Like, I'm going to have to keep doing it practicing every day in order in order right. to become a habit um and I'm having trouble with it you know in my work and mainly in my work um because I'm not dating anybody right now so it's just coming up like I was saying earlier like I'm being triggered in a lot of different aspects of my life not just um in like platonic or you know loving relationships but like uh work relationships too. Um, so it's just a work in progress um, for me and I think that um, yeah pretty much that's it it's just a work in progress for me and I don't it's uncomfortable um, it which is. I think is normal um, because you know after a certain age you want to feel like you got it but you never do so and never. Uh, <laughs> um um, yeah, I just feel like eventually I'll get it. And I feel like once I get over this hump, I'll be able to keep speaking up for myself. Because I feel like work is one of the hardest places to speak up for myself rather than like a friendship or like a monogamous relationship. Because I can cuss you out and go about my day compared to, you know, fucking up with my, fucking up my coins. You know, you don't want to do that. So, um, <laughs> so Yeah. I'm just going to have to speak up for myself in a, you know, professional way. And I think once I get over that hump, it'll be more natural um, for me to continue to do it in a professional way because I feel like I'm only going to go up from here and I'm going to need to continue to speak up for myself because I'm a black woman in a white male uh, job. Mm-hmm. So. So, Asia, how do you feel like you're doing with your wounds, healing them? Um, well, I actually have realized that I use codependency as, like, a pacifier for um, all the wounds that I actually have been carrying. So, when I took a step back... Um, I had to really, like, realize, like, dang, I had to really feel the the gravity of the wounds I had been carrying. Um, and so I ended up kind of crying a lot um, in mourning, or I guess in a sense I was mourning, um, that, that I hadn't allowed myself to feel all of that and that I had been holding it within myself. So... Like, that was a process in itself of just saying, wow, like, you've been avoiding yourself in this way. Um, and then when I actually realized that, it was kind of like, all right, well, we know what you're carrying. We know that you have to heal yourself. Like, so now that you can identify what those are, like, who are you going to be? Like, what are you going to do with your life now? Because you've always been reactional. You know what I'm saying? So once I figured out, like, I was... I was kind of in this place where I needed my wounds to be fixed by someone else. I was just like, okay, I have to fix it myself. Like I have to give myself 
what I've been demanding other people to give me or whatever like that. And so I kind of did a lot of research about inner child, uh, the inner child in wounds or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, just so I can identify my own. And that kind of opened my eyes to how to deal with that and realize it's very common. Like, I didn't realize how common it was. And I started to see that within other people. How common what was? Wounds or the trauma or, you know what I'm saying, just the inner child taking over mm-hmm. and taking over ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you just feel like it's you when really there's someone inside of you that's that has control as well when it's necessary because they feel like they're protecting you because that's how you've always been protected. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of unlearning that and finding a new way to be. That was definitely necessary. So once I did realize that, I was able to look back at my past and say, oh, shoot, like, look at all the things that how I contributed to all the things I was running from or I cut out or just the toxic, the toxic uh, situations that I had. And I'm just thinking it was the other person when really like it was me now that I know that I even have this inner child who has no control and stuff. So basically in knowing that, I think my biggest work, which has made me feel free was saying like, okay, I feel triggered. I feel this extreme emotion. So let me not pick up the phone. Let me not talk to someone. Let me not blame someone. Um, Let me just feel this because I've been carrying it and I keep like going to other people. Really, it should have been me the whole time. That's why I need people the way that I need them. Or I probably, you know what I'm saying, had that codependency because I'm really not giving myself that. And when I was finally able to sit in those emotions, I realized, shoot, I was good after like five minutes. And I was just like, oh, that's it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's (laughs) literally it. Just stepping back for a little bit. Right. Like, I've been running away all this time for five minutes, so... It's just like, yeah, for, from then on, just having the awareness and having the methods that I, I use to even like, you know what I'm saying, just be with myself or nurture myself, it's kind of like a new world for me. So that's kind of how I've been healing it. And it's always, like T said, it's always going to be a journey, but I constantly feed myself information about it because it's so interesting to me that so many of us are doing it and, and we don't even realize it. And so I want to help other people help themselves just like I help myself so so all right y'all thank you for listening to another episode of growing healing and shit um please uh follow us on social media platforms and let us know um how you guys are battling your own wounds or how you're identifying your own wounds thank you for listening thank you bye